Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for February 9th, 2014. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon is entitled, A Pinch of Salt, An Array of Light. Don't worry. I am a bit of a fundamentalist in the kitchen. I mean, I am an inheritance when it comes to recipes. I follow a recipe to the letter of the law. If it calls for a teaspoon of baking powder, I level it off with the straight edge of the knife so that it, so that it is perfectly flat and smooth teaspoon of baking powder. So nothing throws me off in the instructions more than a pinch of salt. I mean, how much is that? I can pinch a few grains or I can pinch all the way up to a quarter to a half a teaspoon. And it feels like that would matter in a recipe. A pinch of salt is a ridiculous measurement in cooking, in my humble opinion. A pinch is hardly enough to even mention what would happen to a recipe that called for a pinch of salt and you didn't add it. For all of you chefs, you can tell me later what will really happen. It's likely I'll just add it to the dish once it gets to the table anyway. Have you known people or are you one of them that salts your plate before you even taste the food? I'll admit it, on a rare occasion, something is too salty. Most of the time, there's never enough salt for me. I sure do hope my blood pressure stays maintained, or I am going to be one grumpy eater. If you know anything about kidney failure and dialysis, you know that salt is your enemy. You have to learn to eat with virtually no salt in your diet. Bland is not a strong enough word to describe food without salt. Salt is necessary to a quality dining experience. It's like salt in just the right amount brings out the flavor. Not to mention its value for preserving and for healing. And then there's light. I can remember as a child being so afraid of the dark. When I was a little girl, my mother kept the ice cream in the basement deep freezer. To this day, it is a mystery to me why the refrigerator freezer was not worthy of holding the ice cream. No, it had to be kept in the dark, cold, unfinished, spooky basement. So I would open the basement door and reach into the dark and turn the light on. And then one slow step at a time, I would take each creaky step downstairs until I reached the deep freezer. Then I would lift the top and reach in for the container of ice cream. And in one swift movement, I would get the ice cream, 
drop the top, run to the top of the stairs, and I swear beat the lid falling. <laughs> Cut the light off, closed the door, and all was right with the world again until I had to return it to its rightful, mysterious place in the basement. A small, tiny nightlight always stayed on in the hall, really day and night, just in case I needed to get up at night. Something about the light dispels fear. Something, even just that smallest ray of a little tiny nightlight in the hall made my fears subside. A little bit of salt, a pinch, a ray of light can change everything. It is not insignificant. Jesus moves from the Beatitudes to his full sermon. Now, with full disclosure, most scholars will agree that it is highly unlikely that Jesus ever stood there in one moment and said all of this at one time. What we have is likely a compilation of three years' worth of his preaching that the gospel writers took and put together in one big, nice, packaged sermon. But the way Matthew tells it, it is a movement from blessing to naming. Jesus doesn't say, if you do this, then you'll be like salt. He doesn't say, if you act this way or that, or say this or that, or do this or that, then you'll be kind of like light. He says, you are salt. You are light. It's as if it's the very fiber of your being. Eugene Peterson translates in the message, he translates this portion of the Sermon on the Mount this way. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors of the world. Jesus names us for who we are, the tasty, preserving, life-giving, bright, and brilliant presence in the world. We are the illuminating force that God needs. We are the healing power of God's touch. We are the tastiest, most dazzling, and brilliant act of creation. And we do not believe. Jesus was ahead of his time. Long before the psychologist had to tell him about the importance of affirmation, Jesus was already practicing it. One of the commentary writers was talking about this passage, and he said, Do you recall the statistics about children's self-esteem in relation to messages they hear? Psychologists suggest that for every negative message that an elementary aged child hears about themselves, they need to hear 10 positive words to restore their sense of self-esteem to where it had previously been. For every negative word that a child hears, they need 10 positive words 
That's what the studies show. But this writer of this commentary said, frankly, I don't know if anyone has studied this in groups other than young children, but I suspect that numbers double during adolescence. Your teenager, for every negative message they hear, need to hear 20 positive messages. And I don't think adults have grown out of it. If we are children of God, how do we talk to one another? He goes on to say, children, to put it another way, become what they are named. Call a child bad long enough, and he or she will believe you. Call a child or a teen or an adult, for that matter, worthless or unlovable or shameful or even, and eventually he or she, all of us, will live into the name we've been assigned. And in the same way, call each other good or useful or dependable or helpful or worthwhile, and we will grow into that identity and behavior as well. Jesus was ahead of his time. He didn't call the disciples hard-headed. Though I think they were. He didn't call them names that would portray them as clueless. Though I think they were. He said... You are salt. You are light. Do you know this about yourself? That you are salt. You are light. Jesus just started throwing these affirmations on them from the start because he knew they would need to hear it. He knew that in order to change the world, we would need to hear this about ourselves. Now, do you claim it? For yourself. If salt is healing and preserving and brings out the flavor, is this how you see yourself at work in the world? An agent of healing and preserving power. If light shines in the darkest places and illuminates that which is hidden and brings hope and dispels fear, is that how you see yourself? As the light that shines to show the way. Clearly, this is how God sees us. And until we can see ourselves as salt and light, I think we do not know who we are. It's so hard to see ourselves being revealed as this good news it's so hard to claim this for ourselves, so maybe it's why Jesus handed it to us on a silver platter. Easy to get. You are salt of the earth. You're, isn't she the salt of the earth? That's you. You are the light of the world. That's you. Why can we not see what God sees in ourselves? and in others.
If we could, we would change the world. Today, we ordain and install deacons. Salt and light. Y'all are the salt of the earth. I mean, seriously, look at you. Salt of the earth, people. And after that, we will commission the team going to Cuba. Look at us. We are the light of the world. Charlotte needs some salt and light. I'm going to tell you what. Cuba needs some salt and light. Parker Baptist Church could use some salt and light to think this is who we are. A pinch of salt and a ray of light. It really boggles the mind. It overwhelms. It's enough. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.